Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. Global technology-focused investment bank, Drakestar, released the 2022 Talent Acquisition Software Report in December, which provides an in-depth analysis of the industry's year-to-date M&A and funding activity, share prices movements and service valuations, as well as key industry news and emerging trends. According to the report, M&A activity in the talent acquisition software industry remained strong in 2022, despite economic concerns driven by product expansions, private equity investment, and consolidations. And joining me on today's show to chat about some of these findings and a whole bunch more is Jim Holzer, Managing Partner over at Drakestar. Hey, Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Jim, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you take a couple of minutes and uh, tell our listeners all about yourself, your career background. Not too much about Drakestar just yet, though, please. We'll get into that. Uh, very shortly. Yeah, sure, Bill. Happy to. Um, so I've been uh, advising software and tech-enabled services businesses on on mergers and acquisitions and capital raising for several decades. So I've I've been doing this for a long time, and um, I've experience at both uh, large full-service investment banks as well as uh, specialized M and A advisory firms. Uh, today, I spend a lot of my focus on HR tech. And I found it's one of the most interesting segments of the software and tech-enabled services landscape. I've been at Drakestar for over a decade, and I'm a managing partner and shareholder at Drakestar. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, let's let's learn a little bit about Drakestar now. Then, Jim, uh, tell us tell us all about what you guys get up to over there. Yeah, Drakestar is an international focused investment bank with a local presence in both North America and Europe in uh, in various cities, and we do M and A and capital raising, but only for technology oriented businesses. We're about 125 bankers in total. So we're one of the largest dedicated tech groups out there. We're employee-owned, like many of our clients, and our singular focus is on our clients' success. Uh, we're only doing M&A and capital advisory, as I said earlier. So um, we're not a lender, um, like a bank. We, we don't take companies public. We don't raise funds for VC or private equity general partners. So we tend to be very focused, and we don't get distracted on other products. We just focus on M&A and capital advisory. And another hallmark of our firm is that all of our engagements are led by a partner and they're you know, of utmost importance to the firm regardless of the size. If you had to describe the company culture over at Drakestar in uh, a couple of sentences or less, Jim, uh, what, what would you say? It's a very um, you know, participatory uh, type culture. Um, we are, you know, like our clients, very entrepreneurial. We're looking to, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that people say about, you know, one of our themes is like 
change the world through innovation. And we really like to support companies that can do that. And we, we tend to um, nurture our talent and have that same uh, view of improving and innovation throughout the whole firm. Okay, so as I mentioned in the introduction there, uh, Drakestar released its talent acquisition software report uh, just last month as we record this episode. Um, Perhaps before we get into some of the related questions, you can take a minute or two and explain to our listeners a little bit about the report, the nature of the report, why you guys uh, put it together, and what are some of the issues it's trying to solve? Yeah, so Drakestar, we tend to be um, experts in a lot of the segments that we cover within technology and um, within software and tech enabled services, HR tech is extremely important. And so we'd like to look at, um, you know, what's driving industries, what are, what are some of the firms doing there and what's, what's the activity level like? And it, it helps inform us when we're um, advising our clients. Um, so this report is kind of oriented towards um, entrepreneurs and management uh, as well as investors that are involved in, in HR tech companies. And it's, it's meant to be informative and to uh, help them um, understand the, and navigate the, the current environment. Okay, thank you. So that's the overview. Now let's get into uh, the meat of the conversation today, some of the findings from the reports and, and also the conversations that you have with your clients, your experience of what's going on at the moment, Jim. Uh, what do you think is driving the talent acquisition and the HR market right now? Yeah, Bill, it's uh, extremely interesting what's happening now. There's uh, a confluence of some events uh, happening. So one one major event is um, the balance of a slowing economy with a shortage of talent. Um, you know, the quote unquote job gap that people talk about, you know, that's one major trend. Another trend that's been happening um, for quite a while is a, a secular increase in hiring velocity. Um, you know, in the U.S., new hires are about half of the labor supply each year, and that's been uh, increasing for some time now and is expected to continue to increase. But um, when we talk about the slowing economy and balancing that with the shortage of talent, um, you know, no, no secret, but, you know, since, since March um, of last year, the Fed has um, inter- raised interest rates quite significantly. They, they raised rates seven times to today's rates of you know four and a quarter to four and a half percent on the Fed funds. And we're starting to see this in the numbers. While um, last year in 2022, four and a half million jobs were created, which is the second most on record, um, a slowdown in job creation actually began in August of last year. Um, but despite that slowdown, we're still seeing new jobs being created at a very healthy rate of about 270,000 per month. Um, and we're seeing, you know, very, um, very well, you know, well-known and publicized. We're seeing a lot of layoffs in big technology companies, um, as well as in companies that are in interest rate sensitive areas, such as, such as housing and finance. But at the same time, other segments like healthcare, leisure and hospitality uh, services, they have a lot of openings. Um, this job gap that people are talking about and, you know, the uh, Department of Labor in the U.S., publishes what's known as the JOLT report. And they're, you know, they're talking about four and a half million job openings. So there's, or job, a job gap rather, four and a half million. There's 10 and a half million job openings and about 6 million of unemployed workers. And, um, you know, COVID um, triggered the, you know, the great re- resignation and accelerated the 
the occurrence of, uh, of this job gap, but it seems to be continuing. Um, you know, people are quitting jobs at a historically high rate and um, labor participation um, is, is basically flat. Um, so those are, you know, those are two of the things that are happening that the uh, hiring velocity is, um, you know, some of the drivers of that um, is, you know, a shift to the gig economy, almost half the workforce in the next five years will be, um, you know, contingent labor. Um, and then millennials make up a large category of the largest category of the labor market. This episode of the HR Chat Show is supported by Worksinga. We all want to hire for culture fit. Now you can. The Worksinga team of clinical psychologists and psychometricians has created a culture fit assessment that is more comprehensive than any other pre-employment assessment in the market today. We show both company and candidate their level of alignment based on 26 unique characteristics specific to the workplace. Companies that hire based on alignment will reduce attrition, increase productivity, and boost creativity within their organization. Start getting to know the humans behind the resumes by checking out WorkSinga.com, following us on socials, and subscribing to the Zynga Effect newsletter to get weekly content from the WorkSinga science team. Okay, thank you very much. So when it comes to uh, the the job losses within uh, knowledge workers, uh, you mentioned tech workers specifically there. What, what are we looking at, Jim? Is it a case of, frankly, is it cutting the fat a little bit? Uh, are, are these folks who, who are being laid off, are they less essential to the business? Is it just a case that some businesses are struggling right now and, and they have to cut more essential workers? What, what, what does that look like? Well, you see a lot of the large, you know, well-known public technology companies, you know, Salesforce, Google, Facebook, announcing large layoffs. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of those companies, um, you know, when you go back to 2021, 2022, they're, you know, they have traded um, at very, you know, very high valuation levels. Um, you know, businesses were more robust and kind of, you know, facing the environment that we're, that we're in, you're seeing, um, you know, a pretty, a pretty big uh, bell tightening there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if um, the cuts are commensurate necessarily with, with earnings. Um, you know, in other areas you see, um, you know, such as things tied to housing, there, you know, there is, uh, you know, and mortgage lending, there is a slowdown in that, in that market, given that, you know, interest rates for mortgages have, have practically doubled. Okay, thank you. You mentioned earlier on that the report, one demographic that it's geared towards are entrepreneurs. I, I guess actually this is a good opportunity, isn't it, for for entrepreneurs, for for small businesses, for startups to um to capture some of this amazing talent that perhaps they couldn't have accessed six months ago when back end developers, for example, were getting massive wages. They were hugely in demand by the by the bigger companies. Absolutely, um, you know, for companies that are, um, you know have a need for talent, there's definitely some great people that are that are available and coming on the market. Okay, so how is technology and innovation affecting talent acquisition and HR tech at the moment then? What, what's what's hot, Jim? What, what, what's happening that's, uh, that's new? It's shaking things up. It's changing the way that folks approach their HR strategies. Sure, well, I, I think, the, you know, some of the um, observations are, you know, been going on for a while, but there's been a lot of innovation to speed up the hiring process, improve candidate experience, hire better people that are going to have stronger retention. And talent acquisitions at the beginning of the employee life cycle, and it's really instrumental for any company to build strong human capital. Um, 
but what we're seeing, and you know, this uh, has gotten a lot of a lot of discussion. We're seeing a wide use of artificial intelligence or AI in a wide range of applications, as well as other innovation. But in terms of AI, you know, you're seeing things like uh, conversational AI, uh, parsing, AI matching, AI sourcing, um, things to update profiles, um, you know, based on public data to infer demographics to um, improve diversity. Um, so there's really quite a range of AI going on um, that's in a lot of talent acquisition and HR tech solutions. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, talent acquisition technology solutions are evolving in, into comprehensive suites with uh, many functionalities combined. You see people, um, you know, larger companies as well as, you know, mid-sized, you know, people like iSIMS, Smart Recruiters, Workday, uh, Harvard, uh, and others um, combining um, sort of an end-to-end -end, uh, talent acquisition solution, um, you know, in different cases, combining things like sourcing, marketing, selection, and, you know, overall management of the hiring process. The third trend that we're seeing is there's an advent um, of vertical-focused talent acquisition platforms. So you have companies like Fountain that are focused on hourly hiring, uh, 10th Street tra on transportation. Uh, Verant uh, focuses on contact centers, and there's there's a number of other examples that are very vertical. And the M&A activity um, in the market actually reflects the, the high level of innovation. Um, over the past two years, only about 18% of M&A deals were consolidation focused. Most were uh, to, to build uh, an improved business with adjacent um, and you know, synergistic type solutions. Okay, so investments, uh, they are being slimmed down in certain areas, but I'm guessing that when it comes to investment in upskilling employees so that they can handle uh, the use of the AI and the automation that you were speaking about just a moment ago, that, that's still going on? That's a big focus for many companies? Is, is that fair to say? Absolutely. It's still, it's still going on. And, um, you know, companies that don't have AI in their, um, in their solution set, um, in some cases, are acquiring companies to, to get that talent or get that capability better. What options, Jim, are available to talent acquisition and HR tech companies looking to, to grow their business and, and create value in 2023? So a lot of people will think about um, the options maybe simplistically. You know, you can, you can raise capital, you can do fundraising um, to grow your business. There's, there's definitely, um, you know, active venture and private equity uh, market out there. Um, or they think about M&A, you know, you could, you could sell your business or acquire another company. But, you know, what we're seeing is variations on these two that combine elements of both types of transactions. One type of transaction that's frequent is recapitalization, where um, you can raise capital to invest in the business. You can also get liquidity um, where the management continues to run the business and has a significant stake in the business. Um, and these can be deals where there could be, you know, you sell control or sell a minority and, um, you know, we kind of look at them as uh, company 2.0, if you will, where with the right resources and sponsorship, um, the business is able to get to the next level. So we, we see a lot of that. We're also seeing that um, from investor to investor, um, you know, where one investor um, gets involved with a management team in a business and they grow the business and then they bring in another investor and they might actually, um, you know, retain a stake in the in the company. So you know, someone like uh, an iSIMS, you know, they're, they've done um, 
the recapitalization quite a few times. Initially, you know, years ago, the founder of the business wanted to grow it and get some liquidity. So he brought in, uh, he brought in a growth equity firm and then they uh, had recapitalized it um, to uh, two other larger private equity firms. And now today, you know, it's quite a large business. Um, you're seeing other cap, other uh, investors um, and companies, Radiancy, um, doing this, uh, 10th Street, we talked about earlier, uh, Greenhouse Software. Um, there's quite a lot of that recapitalization. So that's, that's one type of opportunity. The other um, would be to combine the business with an adjacent company of a similar size to, uh, to get larger and to have um, a more complete solution set that is uh, relevant to clients. And those, um, you know, those types of transactions can be done where um, you know, you, there could be complete liquidity or, um, or you can continue to roll out, uh, reinvest in the business and uh, retain a stake. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's always an opportunity to sell a business to a large strategic where you get um, full liquidity. And there's, there's a lot of examples of that out there. Equifax had bought Higher Tech, Verant bought Higher HQ, Stepstone bought Maya, uh, you know, Fiverr had done some acquisitions. So there's Paycor bought Telenia. There's, there's quite a few examples of these. And um, depending on um, the needs of a business and entrepreneurs, you know, these strategies can be used to help uh, grow the company and create and create value. So far, you have given us a wonderful picture of uh, what's happening right now and what to expect throughout 2023 um i wonder if you'd be so bold as to uh give us give us your take on the, a little bit further ahead so 12 to 20 months out how things might change how might how they, they stay the same are we looking at a a long period where for example highly skilled workers will not be in demand by the larger companies maybe you can give us a bit of a longer term outlook well i think um you know the the job gap we talked about. You know is affected by um, it's affected by the economy, but also companies' needs for um, for employees. And um, you know the, eventually um, this current um, adjustment with you know interest rates rising will end, and and the economy will you know will come back. You know hopefully the uh, the uh, central banks won't overshoot and um, cause you know too much economic weakness. Um, so that'll happen, but I think I think in terms of uh, the talent acquisition solutions and those being of value are going to continue because there's such a high level of innovation of improving the hire and retaining the talent. Even um, you know things like employee engagement, which are you know extremely important for the success of companies and and for the success of existing employees, but that really that culture and that engagement really starts when a company first um, makes contact with an employee in the talent acquisition process. So, you know, we expect that um, the trends that are happening are long-term and yes, they're going to be affected by uh, economic activity and capital markets activity, but, you know, they're, they're here to stay and, and innovation um, by entrepreneurs will, will drive it. And just finally for today, Jim, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's through uh, providing your email address, uh, directing people perhaps towards your LinkedIn. Maybe you're super cool and you're all over TikTok. Who knows? Um, and also, of course, how can they learn more about all the cool things happening over at Drake Star? Well, I'm, I'm working on the TikTok presence, but probably the <laughs> best way is to contact me through email. So that is Jim 
dot holzer h-o-l-z-e-r at drakestar.com and i'm on linkedin so uh would love to um share some uh, share some of our thoughts with uh with folks and um happy to um happy to chat excellent well that just leaves me to say for today jim thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the hr chat show bill thank you i really enjoyed it and um have a great day and listeners as always until next time happy working thanks for listening to the hr chat show if you enjoyed this episode why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by hr gazette and remember for what's new in the world of work subscribe to the show follow us on social media and visit hrgazette.com.